disappointed uh, that I am not who you expect, then that's a really good impersonation of my parents. Um, I heard some awls. Okay, good to know. Oh, you can tell a lot about an audience by what vowel sound they make when they're upset with you. And now I know you guys are, oh, because some audiences are like, hey! Some audiences are like, <laughs> some audiences are like, I, 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 some are like, you. And sometimes they're like, why? Okay, grammar jokes. That's what the show's gonna be like tonight. Gonna be some grammar jokes. That is a tangent. Won't you co-sign math jokes too? I'm doing the reading, the writing, and the arithmetic. The three R's, reading, writing, arithmetic. Of course, if you say arithmetic, that means that the reading part is all messed up. Anyway. <laughs> Let's talk. Um, I don't know. Are you guys uh, scared for your lives <laughs> as you walk through the world? Um, because I read the news, and uh, it's a scary time in this world, in this country, and I feel really scared. I feel sorry for everybody. I feel really sorry for anyone who's waking up from a coma right now. They can't deal. Then anyone who is waking up from a coma right now cannot adjust to the time that we are in. Oh my goodness, what did I miss? Is Obama still the president? Nah, Trump's the president. Okay, is this coma jokes? Like you tell me things that couldn't possibly be true, but I wouldn't know because I was in a coma the entire time. Not a joke. Trump is the president, but you can't worry about that right now. Your Instagram is blowing the fuck up. What is Instagram? Oh, right. It was invented in 2010. You missed it. Okay. Uh, it's an app, right? People share pictures. It's mostly babies, foodies, and booties. But you have an account with a million followers, and the ad revenue is paying all your medical bills. Well, what is the account? Well, what we have done is put your feet in miniature costumes, right? And then we insert them into elaborate sets to recreate images from popular films over the last eight years. Last year, there was a movie called Spotlight. We made your feet look like every cast member from the movie Spotlight. Very popular post in spite of the fact that you have black feet and there are no black people in that movie. Well, what do you call this account? Oh, we call it Comatose because... Puns are back. Anybody go to Coachella? Any, co any co coach heads? I don't know. <laughs> any cellas here? Uh, anybody else from a quartet? A cella? A viola? All right. Um, I didn't go. It's a lot of music. I think we're at peak music festival. I think we're at peak music. There are 800 music festivals and half of them are in Austin. Um, I'm not worried about what music festival I'm going to go to because I went to one last year and it was the festival to end all festivals for me because I found out I'm officially too fucking old to be at a festival. I didn't know I was going to get to that place 
until I was walking around going, fuck all this, where do I sit? That's how you know that you've gotten too old when sitting becomes way more important. That is a huge priority for me when I walk into any room. Just where are the empty chairs? I am here. No chairs? I'm not gonna be here long then. This is a party. And if I'm a party, I'm gonna need to take a powder. So I'm out of here. That is my good review for a party. Oh man, Keisha's birthday was amazing. There was ribs, there was rest. I was out of there at 7.30. I'd give it five seats. Um, my favorite thing about a music festival, I'll tell you this, is the music festival poster. I like the poster more than the actual festival most of the time, because the poster is my festival. I just go like, I just see a bunch of band names and I go, I'll look them up, thanks piece of paper. <laughs> like a big recognizable band name at the top in huge letters and as the bands become more obscure the letters become smaller and smaller you know like a vision test for how cool you are which is what that is an eye exam of where you are in the culture as you can learn about about yourself you know oh everybody and your daddy knows what this band is you know more about music than we thought you're officially young and relevant this band is so obscure you're the only person at the damn show which is the final level of cool so let that be a warning to you that you can become so cool that you're alone again you know what i mean that's how far ahead of the curve you are no one else is there and you see bands you did you never heard of you know like not again and where did i go wrong stuff like that I am a fan of music. Um, thank you, person. I'm a fan of... Uh, I actually, I had the stomach flu uh, recently, which sounds f horrible. Uh, unless you call it bowel jazz. Then it sounds like a great reason to not go into work. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Boss Man. Can't come in. Got a touch of the bowel jazz. You know, when your butt starts to improvise. <laughs> Can't keep anything down. Out both ends. Don't know when it will stop. Skid out of the do. All my precious bottle of fluid's gone. Cause in bow jazz, it's about the nutrients you don't keep. Um, <clears throat> I was raised Southern Baptist, which is why I believe in nothing now. Uh, except gospel music. I do still love gospel. There's a special place in my heart for gospel. It's the first music I ever heard. I was actually thinking about a hymn I used to love the other day, a hymn from my childhood. It goes like this. <clears throat> that's not the hymn, that's the woman. He rose, he rose, he rose from the grave. Which I only now just barely figured out is he rose from the grave. You know, because Easter. When I was a kid, I thought it was Heroes from the Grave. That's why it was my favorite hymn. Because, first of all, great subtitle for the Bible. If you need to move some units and succinctly tell everyone what's going on here, slap Heroes from the Grave. The Holy Bible, Heroes from the Grave. When it comes to subtitles, it doesn't get better than Electric Boogaloo and Heroes from the Grave. People will be walking through the airport going, this airport bookstore just got interesting. And then also, Jesus did have powers. Jesus Christ did have superpowers. I think we all know that. My favorite superpower of Jesus Christ is the fact that he was a Middle Eastern Jew, but everyone thinks he was white. That's magical. That's pretty amazing. That's a really interesting power to have. Middle Eastern Jew, so naturally you think early 90s Brad Pitt, you know? Ripped and blonde, something you can worship. You know what I mean? 
Nobody knows what Jesus Christ looks like. Um, the most popular image of Jesus that is worshipped around the world is based on a portrait painted by Leonardo da Vinci of his own uncle, whom he thought was the perfect looking man. This means that hundreds of millions of Christians around this planet are worshiping a picture of someone a gay man thought was cute. And it's like, swing low, sweet irony. You know what I mean? Nobody knows what Jesus looked like, especially not this British documentary I watched. It was called, What Jesus Might Have Actually Looked Like. They had no idea. But they still made a three and a half hour long documentary. And I watched the entire thing. Because I'm a fan of silly nonsense. He's been called many a thing. The Son of God, the King of Kings, and if you're in a hurry, Jesus. But what did he look like? No one knows, neither do we, but we've still been given a fat time slot and I watched the entire thing. Because I love a nonsense documentary because they throw random stuff at you, then they try to tie it in the, like tie it together in the end for some sort of climax that always goes off the rails. And this one did not disappoint. What we're gonna do right now is incredible. This is David. David is a forensics expert. He reconstructs the faces of cold case murder victims. That way the victims may become identified and the crimes may become solved. And I'm like, okay, go on. To my right are three different ancient human skulls. They can't date back to the times in which Jesus lived. They are also from the very areas Jesus traversed. And I'm like, go on. Please, please go on. And now David is going to reconstruct the face of one of these ancient skulls. And we will have an image. The closest ever image of what Jesus might have actually looked like. And I'm like, you know, I was thinking about going to yoga, but no need because this is a stretch. This is... <laughs> then, of course, the person reconstructed the face out of clay, which I thought was extra poetic. <laughs> and then they did a big reveal, like they did a, you know, like a scan of the skull and it was like a, you know, a profile that turned to the front. It's kind of like over 80s synth music from a middle school science video. Just Just big reveal what Jesus looked like. And it was not Brad Pitt. That is not the face I saw. The only celebrity I could truly compare the image of Jesus to is Mr. T. And that is not a joke. That is the only face I saw was Mr. T. I saw the eyes, I saw the cheeks, I saw the jaw, and I was like, that's Mr. T! You know, he didn't have a mohawk, he didn't have a feathered earring or any necklaces or jewelry to speak of, but I looked deep into his eyes and I was like, oh, he truly pities the fools. This man pitied the fools. Okay. Some of you are with me. Some of you are like, that joke is so dumb. And Gamora. Um, oh, there's that vowel sound again. There's that vowel sound I was talking about. <laughs> this is a fantastic show tonight. Um, you're going to have a fantastic time. I know, I personally know all these comedians myself. 
Um, of course, the show is always great, and the first comedian coming out tonight, right now, is no exception to this rule. You may have seen her on The Tonight Show. A round of applause, everyone, for my good friend, Candace Thompson, everybody. <laughs> time for Baron Vaughn, everybody. Yes. Guys, guys, you guys like hip-hop? We're a hip-hop crowd? Yeah. Cool. That's cool. Biggie's been gone. You guys, you realize Biggie's been gone for 20 years? 20 years? That's insane. I feel so old. He's been gone for 20 years. I miss him. Why is it that rappers are the only people that people refuse to believe are dead? Have you noticed that? Like, that is the only group. No one has ever been like, I bet Philip Seymour Hoffman is kicking it on Fiji right now, drinking Mai Tais. No one has ever said that. Everyone's okay with Patrick Swayze being dead. Like, that's not like, no one's like, Patrick Swayze's gonna drop Ghost 2. Stick around for 2018. He's still in these streets. Like, no. It's just rappers. People with these rap spiracy theories. I don't know what it is. I don't, like, I like conspiracy theories. I'm not, like, a huge conspiracy theorist because I'm, like, the kind of conspiracy theorist that only conspires about things that don't matter. Like, not about politics or anything like that. I'm like, you know Ray J killed Whitney Houston, right? Like, that's what I talk about. <laughs> like, that's what I believe. You know, Kelly Rowland is actually Beyonce's daughter, right? <laughs> I start rumors like that. It make no sense whatsoever. So ridiculous. I don't like getting older, man. You know, it's the stuff, like, the stuff that you get from your parents when you're younger is so adorable. And then when you get older, it's not adorable anymore. Like, when you're younger, you're like, oh, I got my cheekbones from my mom and my sarcasm from my dad. You get older, it's like, yeah, I got this crippling fear of intimacy from my mom. <laughs> and this IBS from my dad. <sighs> this chest hair from my great aunt. Her son, <laughs> she's a handsome woman. Extremely handsome. Speaking of chest hair, uh, let's, <laughs> I plucked one the other day. Uh, let's talk about waxing a little bit because that's something that, you know, most women have to deal with, you know, when we care about somebody that we're seeing. <laughs> and uh, waxing is such, a, it's such an annoying thing. And I like talking to all my female friends about what they hate the most about having to get waxed. And across the board, even more so than the pain of it, they hate how much it costs. It's true. They were like, they were like, oh, it's so expensive. Every time I want to get my bikini wax, it's like $50, $60. And I started thinking about it, and I was like, that's really not that much money. When you think about what that person has to do, like, think about that waxer and just put yourself in their shoes for just two seconds. Complete stranger in front of you just drops trowel. You got to rip hair out of their crotch. Are you kidding? You guys, if I had to spread somebody's butt cheeks, I'm charging them $17,000. Do you understand me? Look at my face. And that's a starting rate. That's a starting rate. Don't have extra hair down there or any shit crumbs. Get out of my facility. I'm going to have you deported. I don't care if you're from here. Get out of my country. It's disgusting. 
Waxers, man, they're the unsung heroes, man. No one gives them credit for anything. They are really, like, they're fighting for everybody's relationship. They are literally in the bushes fighting for everybody's relationships. They need to get purple hearts. Man. I, uh, I have a friend that used to be fat and now he's thin. I call him a post-fatty. And, uh, I don't, a PF, I don't know. And, uh, so now he like judges everybody's eating habits because he thinks he's figured it all out. And I was eating a banana the other day and he was like, you got to eat all that with that sugar, with all that sugar. And I'm like, it's a banana. Like it's fruit. In addition to like, I'm not going to eat the whole bunch. It's not Pringles. Like I'm going to stop. <laughs> After one banana, nature took care of the portion size. I'm fine. I can handle this. Like, he's so judgmental. It reminds me of, like, it's like born-again Christians, how they get so judgmental about people. Like, I have another friend who's just a born-again Christian, and she was, like, judging me for the music that I listen to. Why are you listening to that secular music? And I was like, bitch, I remember when you were getting gang-banged by Tupac, right? Calm down. Calm the fuck down. So much judgment. I'm thinking about trying crack. Uh, <laughs> has anyone tried crack in here? N again, no judgments in the room. Is there a clap if you've tried crack? No. <laughs> Why is crack the, the... I feel so bad for crack. It got such a bad name. Like, is it really any worse than the other drugs? Like, it can't be that much worse. Drugs are drugs. I just feel bad for crack. It's caught a bad rap. It's the name. It's the name. It didn't stand a chance. Like, think of all the other names. Like, they sound very enticing, like methamphetamine. Ooh. Ooh. Cocaine. Oh, what is that about? Ecstasy. It just tells you right up front what you're going to experience. Ecstasy. And there's crack. <laughs> I just need one person to like co-sign on crack so it has like a, just write one good Yelp review about crack so that it can get back on track. That's what we need, crack back on track. That's what we need. I feel like I need to just make flavored crack or something. Just make it trendy, I don't know. Make some like sriracha crack. <laughs> Kale encrusted or Himalayan pink salt crack. Might, might catch on. <laughs> I just want to help it for some... <laughs> I don't know why I want to help crack. Is that weird? Oh, man. So people say... People say... Oh, let me, let me first say that I'm a black person. I have to say that first for, before the rest of the... You know, why is this Hispanic chick talking about black people? So I have to... <laughs> I am black. Both my parents are black and Native American. And uh, apparently when the two most oppressed races unite, the child just comes out looking white. And... Uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> So, like, there's been a lot of controversy recently about, like, the Academy Awards and how, you know, we've all seen that hashtag Oscars so white, right? We've all seen that, how, like, there's a problem with diversity and entertainment in the movies and how people of color are not represented properly. And I do agree with that. But what I, I want to clear up is that people think that there's, for example, not enough black people in movies because of racism. And that is not the case at all. 
it's not the case. Uh, there's not more black people in movies because it is not practical for the plot of that movie. Uh, black people, we are very suspicious and we ask too many fucking questions. <laughs> Do you really think there would have been a twilight if there was just one black person in that high school when the vampire walked in the room? Absolutely not. Our first question was, why the fuck are you so pale? Like that would have been the first question. Why do you have glitter on your face when you walk out into the sunshine? <laughs> you don't ever eat nothing like that. It's <laughs> just valid. That's all I was thinking in my head watching this movie. I was like, why is nobody asking how pale he is? Just accepting that? That is not normal. How come he never sleeps? <laughs> That's why the black people get killed at the top of every horror film. Because they have to. I... uh you know, they say like, they say that if someone hates a group of people, it's because they are secretly bad on the inside. Like how they say people who are homophobic are secretly gay on the inside. Like they say that. And I was like, yeah, I buy that. I buy that. And then I started thinking, about it. I was like, but that doesn't work for everything. Cause like what, <laughs> it doesn't work for racism. Like if you're a white person that hates black people, that doesn't mean you're secretly black. <laughs> on the inside like that's the only thing that that works for but if that is true then we owe Rachel Dolezal a huge apology because she might be she might be onto something you guys remember Rachel Dolezal that's that white chick that was pretending to be black who ruined it for me because you know now nobody believes me this bitch just you guys have been fantastic I've been Candace Thompson thank you so much give it up for Baron. Candace Thompson. That's my Don Pardo. Rachel Trutch. Um, the next comedian coming to the stage has, uh, well, uh, quite the resume. You may have seen him on Coney, you may have seen him on Letterman, but you also might recognize him as the voice of Tina on Bob's Burgers. A round of applause, everyone, for Dan Mintz. <laughs> Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Tim Kazarinski. One more time for Dan Mans, everybody. Um, everyone else is a nine or ten. You're going to be thinking about that one for a really long time. I, I felt the ripple of understanding fall over you. And then later you'll be driving me like, oh my, that's just, that might be a perfect joke. My God. <laughs> Um, the next comedian coming to the stage, uh, I've known for many years, met her back in uh, San Francisco. I also uh, particularly loved her work on Totally Biased with W. Kamau Bell. That show has been canceled, but she has not. A round of applause, everyone, for Janine Brito. Oh, hello, friends. Thank you so much for that warm welcome. Uh, this is a... Uh, this is my survival tactic for the next four years, is just to look like a senator's son. Uh, <laughs> that way when Trump starts to round us up, I can be like, oh no, I'm Paul Ryan's nephew! <laughs> and then stand real still like they're a T-Rex and they can't see me if I don't move. Clever girl. Um, 
Ugh, it's a great time. It's a great time for living for now. Um, it's also a, a horrible time for me personally. Um, I am uh, single for the first time in my adult life. Um, and I hate it. I hate it. Look at me. I just want to be someone's dumb boyfriend. That's where I shine. Tell me what to do. Um, no, I, 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 it's hard. I'm not, I am not saying I'm lonely. Um, but I have eaten activity out of a fleshlight. <laughs> you know? Just to remember what once was the before time. I usually go strawberry or peach. I always think about Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, but, yeah, that's where I'm at. single at the moment. Um, I, 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 I gotta take some time away because I, I realize I have horrible taste in women. Um, usually my type is, uh, is just a demon in a skin suit. Just like a bad human being is what I go for. Like it's weird. When I came out and I started dating I realized that I am not attracted to women that remind me of my mother. Uh, instead uh, I am attracted to the women that my father dated after he left my mother. <laughs> Just soups fucked up. Uh, especially if you consider the fact that my dad left my mom for a former stripper from Pensacola named Lilac. It's a real thing. And I am fully self-aware that if the modern-day version of Lilac were in this room, I would be like, oh, you have a prison record Yes, I will co-sign alone. <laughs> this is love. It's bad. Um, last relationship I, I got, of, got out of was pretty bad. I just got out of a, an abusive relationship. And, and people get a little touchy when I mention that. They don't expect that coming from me. Lesbians, we are not the first thing you think of with those scenarios. Like lesbians, we're like the fleece of human sexuality. Like we're all warm and soft and dependable. You take us camping. Like we're not the face of domestic abuse. Um, and you wouldn't expect it coming this way. You know, like she was very femme. I'm this. Like I look, I look like a junior executive from Mad Men. I look like my hobbies are drinking scotch and shaking a woman to calm her down. Like, like I own undershirts covered in barbecue sauce. Like if anyone would do anything, you'd think it would be me, but we were very progressive in that way. Flipped the gender roles. Wow. But yeah, it was it was a complicated situation. They always are, you know. There's a lot going on. I loved her very much. Um, also, the sex was fantastic, and it kept me trapped. And that has happened several times to me. Uh, I feel very betrayed by my clit. I'm like, come on, Manny Pacquiao. That's what I call my clit because it's small but powerful. Um, and did you know it has a singing career? Am I talking about the boxer or my clip? Why mutually exclusive? Um, no, I talk, I name all my stuff 
after dudes like McClitz, Manny Pacquiao, I named my breasts uh, Johnny Depp and Captain Jack Sparrow because they look alike, but this one's a little drunk and drooping. It just feels right. It makes sense for me. I like uh, I like curvier women. Um, I like bigger women. That's just my own personal preference. Like Christina Hendrickson and Adele are like my my celebrity crushes. And but it's it's weird because I am still a woman raised in the Western world. Like when it comes to me, I still have those same body image issues that most women have. Like for myself, I'm still like, oh, I just want to look like a small Korean boy. That's the goal. Like for myself. Um, But I was also raised in a Latino household, so when it comes to other women, it flips. Like, with other girls, I'm like, ooh, mamacitas. And like, Carlos Santana and Gloria Stefan do a little duet in my brain, and like, my pussy's all like, the rhythm is gonna get you. It's like a whole Miami sound machine situation for me. Um, And I think that this schism, that this divide within myself is why I love Spanx. I love them. I know I'm not supposed to say that as a feminist, but I love them. Because, like, when I wear Spanx, like, I look thinner, I feel better about myself. But then, if I bring a woman home and she's wearing Spanx, I get so excited. I'm like, there's more! It is like ass and titty Christmas. Hanukkah, if there's enough to last eight days and nights, Badonkaka is what I call that celebration. And the lights stay on for that too. Um, yeah. I, I came out pretty late for someone my age. I came out essentially tail end of college because uh, I didn't want to have fun. So I waited till the party was wrapping up. And then I came out. Um, and when I did, um, all of my friends and family were like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I know. Which was weird to me because I thought I was hiding it fairly well back then. Like I had, I had real long hair. Uh, my favorite color was pink. Thought that would cover it. Uh, it did not. It did not. Um, and I, I tried to figure out things that gave me away. And uh, here's one. Um, my beard crush was Brendan Fraser. <laughs> Ugh, dead giveaway. Who fucking picks that guy? And like, I locked in early. I was like 10 and I stayed there till I was 21. I was like, I'm not giving up monkey bone. You know what I Like it was, like no one picks Brendan. Fra- he has a wife. What a dyke, right? Like, who? Even he would be like, no. Um, so there's that. And then I also realized that up until that point, I never talked about sex or dating. And then when I did, I way overcompensated. Um, and the first instance of this was when I was 12, I realized all my friends were getting into dating and boys and stuff. And I was like, oh, snap, gotta catch up. Uh, so what I did is I went to the mall and I bought a Thunder from Down Under nudie man calendar. You know, like we all did at 12. That's a normal thing for a child. 
to do first off what's up with the guy that sold me that I hope he's on a list somewhere fingers crossed but I I wouldn't let the dude put it in a bag I just made him hand it to me so I could walk around the mall just like check out what the J-Dog likes just but I showed it to my mother when I got home which is so creepy but I remember I, I came in the front door and I was like mama come to the foyer and my mom came out from the living room and when my mother saw her 12-year-old daughter holding this naked male stripper calendar, she gave me this look that was just like, which said two things. It said, one, I don't believe you. Um, and two, no straight woman under the age of 75 is into this. What the hell is going on, Blanche Devereaux? Like, what? Because it's true. I have been to both bachelor and bachelorette parties. I have observed straight people in that habitat. The Magic Mike movie franchise is a lie. Because, like, men watching female strippers, like, there are men in the room legitimately being aroused. But, like, straight women with male strippers, nobody's getting turned on. Most of you guys are like, oh, he's a cutie patootie. But it's mostly (laughs) just like an, oh, my God, Kathy, this is so out of character. Like, bonding for you guys. Like, there's no woman sitting in a dark booth at a Chippendale show just like, oh God, I can't wait to get home so I can just, ah! None. Not a single one. That's gonna do it for me. Thank you guys so much. Welcome back. One more time for Janine, everybody. My goodness. You guys are a fantastic audience. Really fantastic. Okay, we got more show coming to the stage next. You ready? Let me hear some energy. Next comedian coming to the show uh, is going to be at the upcoming Bridgetown Comedy Festival in Portland, Oregon. He will actually be doing my show called The New Negroes. A round of applause, everyone, for Brody Reed. Everyone, Brody Reed. Hey guys, what's up? Um, do you guys know what day today is? Does anybody? Today is uh, April 25th, La La Land Day. It's officially La La Land Day in the city of Los Angeles. The mayor has a hard dick for the movie La La Land. It's La La, for real. There were like aerial dancers on City Hall or some shit like that. It was, you know what, we deserve it. We really do. No one in this room deleted Uber. You know what I mean? We deserve it. We deserve everything we get from La La Land Day. I like how like Kim Jong was like, I'm a threat to nuke Los Angeles. And we were like, here's a target. <laughs> how about April 25th? Does that work for you? It would be really cool if around like 10, 15 tonight, uh, it was actually Moonlight Day. That'd be sick. <laughs> that's, like, that's like a tradition I can get with. You know what I mean? Uh, For those listening on the podcast, I am also black. I am not mixed, but I do like Key and Peele more than Chappelle's show. That's just, if you could judge where my sense of humor is at. Um, Has anyone punched a Nazi yet? No one? I feel like there's not going to be enough to go around. Um... I haven't punched one yet. I really, 
I was so hyped about it. I really, I'm not a violent person, but like, I'll punch a small Nazi, you know, you know, and I'll run away. That'd be sick. I want to sneak up on one. I want to put my hood on to catch him off guard. It's a pointy hood. I want to sneak up on one when he's chugging milk and <laughs> clock him real good. Milk goes everywhere. On the off chance that I do knock him out, you know, like I'll chug uh, an orange soda over his prone body. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this is for Cal. And he's like, what are you, what are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> Cal Mitchell, remember his name. Never forgotten. <laughs> I think that'd be sick. I, there haven't been any like real riots and that surprises me the most. I'm a Los Angeles native, like, I thought rioting was just, like, a very common occurrence. You know what I mean? Like, I want the Lakers to get good again so I could participate. I never got to participate <laughs> in any riots. We've just seen, like, a lot of peaceful protests. Because they're watching us, right? Every time we march or something, they're watching us. Like, better not break any property. Better not, better not break any windows of any businesses. You know what I mean? Fuck property. <laughs> Fuck property. I don't give a shit. My people used to be property. You know what I mean? I, sh I should be able to do as much property damage as I want to. Like, if you're not going to give me reparations, give me, like, a number. You know what I mean? That I could get up to until you're like, okay, stop. You know what I mean? I want to walk into a soup plantation and be like, fuck the soup. Fuck the salad. Change your name or I'm coming back every day. Put it on my reparations tab. I think that'd be sick. <laughs> I have roommates. I have two lady roommates, um, which is cool. I mean, they clean and they pay their bills on time. Um, other than that, it's a nightmare. It's a total nightmare. <laughs> Here's the thing about living with all women. There's constant crying in the house, like all the time. And they hate it when I do that. And I'm like, first of all, <laughs> you know what I'm going through. <laughs> You know how much. <laughs> every once in a while, I do get sad every day. And um, that's something I'm working on. It's not my fault. I'm a child of divorce. Are there any children of divorce up here in UCB, Franklin? You don't have to. I know it's everybody. It's fine. It's, it's interesting. My, I've never seen my parents kiss. They got divorced when I was real young. And I had to see them like date other people. You know, and it sounds like it would be weird, but the weird thing was that, like, I liked the people that my parents dated more than I liked my parents themselves. <laughs> there was a time where I was like, man, if I can get my dad's girlfriend together with my mom's boyfriend, fuck. <laughs> They'd be such a good couple. Get them to adopt me like a step parent trap. That'd be... <laughs> that'd be so cool. John and Linda, that'd be sick. <laughs> You could tell I was a child of divorce because uh, my favorite band growing up was Linkin Park. <laughs> From sixth grade all the way until currently still my favorite band. <laughs> These wounds never heal. Here's every song on Hybrid Theory ranked. Number one, By Myself. Number two, Paper Cut. Number three, Cure for the Itch. Number four, nah, it's kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think any crowd wants that, but someday, someday my people will find me. <laughs> I'm having too much fun. This is a fun show.
Um, let's see. I'm, I'm like, I, I had a hard life and I'm done. I'm done with all hardships, I think. Um, I just want to be like a comfy boy. I just want to be a comfy little baby boy. I want to be wrapped in linens. I want a collection of creams. You know what I mean? When hoverboards came out, I was like, that's for me, please. I want to be on a little chariot that scoots me around. I don't have to walk anymore. I'm afraid I'm not, <laughs> I'm afraid they're gonna fall out of fashion before I have enough money to <laughs> waste on a hoverboard. People don't like hoverboards because they catch on fire or whatever. I think that's unfair. I think everything that has advanced humanity has caught on fire at one point. You know what I mean? Cars have caught on fire, rockets have caught on fire, basketballs at NBA Jam have caught on fire. <laughs> Richard Pryor, he's hilarious. He caught on fire. <laughs> Richard Pryor is one of my heroes. I feel like we don't have a lot of black comic heroes to look up to anymore. We found out Dave Chappelle's not woke. We found out Bill Cosby's really not woke. No joke, my favorite comedian right now, Shaquille O'Neal. He's so subtle. <laughs> People don't know when he's joking. When that like flat earth stuff was going on, like Shaquille, like as a joke, was just like, if the earth is round, how come I can't palm it in my giant hands? So I was like, that's hilarious. People thought he was serious. He's so funny. He's so fucking funny. If I was his manager, he would be in the new Justice League movie reprising his role as Steel. That's 100% true. Let's see. I'm tired of. I am tired of being sad all the time. I want to be a happy person. We were talking about drugs earlier. You guys don't do crack. I guess that's cool. But everyone just wink at me one by one if you have done Molly before. Wow, every person. <laughs> every single person. Wow. Try not to do Molly anymore. Molly is a dangerous thing. Um, Molly is supposed to be pure MDMA. Molly is pure MDMA, like Sprite is pure lemons and limes. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a little bit of crack, a little bit of heroin, <laughs> a little bit of everything, but we name it after a white girl, and every, people are like, I love Molly, Molly's great. I wish everything that was bad for you was named after a white girl. My life, personally, would not change. <laughs> but I'd be like, man, I fucked up last night. I went to Jack in the Box. I got some Megan stuff for Rebecca's. <laughs> Dipped him in some Stephanie sauce. <laughs> I'll leave you guys with one thing. Um, yeah, I, uh, I do talk about sadness because I want to represent it. I feel like a, there's not enough representation of sadness in black media. I feel like that's true. Have you guys ever seen a black goth person? You've seen like a couple, but like more than a couple. Every time I see one, I want to stop my car, I want to go out to them, and I want to be like, thank you. Thank you for repping black sadness. Thank you for making that your dominant personality trait. Wearing that outside, that's so brave. I think it's for real brave. And then they take off their Nightmare Before Christmas beanie. And they have that like straight emo kid hair. And I'm like, nigga, cheer up. You embarrassing me out here. Get a natural and be sad. <laughs> you know? 
I think a good name for a black goth person would be Devoid. <laughs> My name is Brody. Thanks, guys. Brody, Devoid, read, everybody. <laughs> Hilarious. All right, moving right along. This next gentleman coming to the stage uh, was recently at the Just for Laughs Comedy Festival in Montreal. See, I said it like I've been there. You haven't been here like, Montreal. But if you there's Montreal, they say, say like, a, they also say Toronto instead of with, there's no T. All the Canadians listening right now are like, oh, man. Um, a round of applause, everyone, for Ahmed uh, Weinberg. Keep it going for Baron Vaughn, everybody. And everyone you've seen, yes. I uh, was raised vegetarian. Anyone here have vegetarian parents? You did? Yeah. Do you eat fish? What an asshole I am. Because I made it super weird and quiet, and he's like, I guess I'll talk. And I'm like, dude, you, come on. <laughs> I've been a vegetarian my entire life. My parents were vegetarians. I grew up vegetarian. I do eat fish, because fuck fish. I don't care about fish. But I've always hated meat culture, like fucking meat, you know? I hate meat culture until I was just in Atlanta and I ate fish sticks in the aquarium <laughs> and that I fucking got it you're eating a fucking fried fish you're surrounded by fish that we've trapped and you're just sitting there you're like yes humans we did it we crawled out of the ocean we learned how to talk we trapped a bunch of fish and we're making them watch us eat them. <laughs> I get it. I also went to the museum. There's a great art museum. Every time I travel, I go to the museum and I just touch all the paintings. <laughs> because you can do that. You can touch, you can go to a museum and just touch history. Just go put your hands on a Picasso. <laughs> You're not supposed to, but. I mean, there's a guy there and he's like, you can't, sir, you can't touch that. But you're like, I already did. You're like, sir, I've touched every painting in this room. That's always mind blowing about museums. They don't protect the paintings. They're just out. There's just a guy who's asleep. There's nothing preventing you from touching the paintings. And then I go to the Hard Rock Cafe. <laughs> and Eddie Vedder's shitty belt is behind four inches of bulletproof glass. And as a country, we're like, that's what we care about. We care about the belt. It was also nice to uh, smoke weed illegally again. <laughs> it had been a while. I forgot what it felt like, and it's much better. 
I forgot how high you get off fear. Fear is helpful to the weed experience. I liked it better when it was illegal. I would buy it in a Jeep from a guy named Spider, you know? And then in LA, you come here, it's like, we just pretend it's medicine. That's our trick. You go to a doctor, she's got a skateboard on her wall instead of a diploma. And she's like, what's wrong? You're like, I don't have weed. <laughs> she's like, I think we can help you. <laughs> I don't mean to insult anyone who's taking it as medicine, but it's silly to call it medicine because I've never gotten any medicine called uh, purple derple <laughs> in my life. I think if weed is medicine, we need to rename it. Like, it can't, you can't go to a doctor for a bad knee and he's like, you need Yoda's beard. <laughs> and that got through, like, that went through a court system. Some woman was like, my son has seizures. Every day he needs the Hulk's dick. That's his medicine. Approved. <laughs> I want to rename weed. That would be the best job ever. I think it can still be scary, but more relatable. Like, uh, I've never been in a train wreck. I want to relate to my weed. I want to go buy weed. The guy's like, this is the best shit we've ever had. This is called uh, transferring to a new middle school. <laughs> smoke this shit, you gotta make a whole new group of friends. <laughs> you know who's the most excited for Trump's wall? I put a lot of thought into this. I think it's uh, Banksy. <laughs> I really think Banksy was probably about to retire. That's one job the wall is creating, is Banksy was almost done. Now he's got like six years. He was about to retire and he's like, what, how big is it? And now he's working around the clock with his Banksy team. They gotta cover the wall, you know. It's gonna be a lot of political. <laughs> Very intelligent. He's like, all right, how about this uh, donkey with a carrot and a stick? But instead of a carrot, it's a cell phone, isn't it? <laughs> it's very political. <laughs> How about this, uh, the monk, Tiananmen Square. She's sitting in protest because the tank is coming. But instead of a tank, it's a cell phone, isn't it? <laughs> It's a big cell phone, isn't it? <laughs> you may be wondering, where is my accent from? Is from a little island called Banksy. That I is from. 
and an island is shaped like a Samsung G5. Isn't it? <laughs> you guys are stupid. <laughs> I'm stupid. I realized I'm stupid. This political cycle, I was like, man, I'm dumb. I was like, man, I'm the liberal that conservatives hate. I got to thinking that, you know? I was just, I'm like, oh, I'm just this vegetarian sitting on my leather couch. <laughs> I got self-conscious, you know? I'm like, man, there was a drought. I was just taking three-hour showers. I'm just in there, like, trying to think up ways we can save water. You know, that's my thinking space. And even more guilt, I'm like, I don't even deserve a shower. You know, I'm like, I don't work hard. There's people who deserve a shower. I'm not rinsing off sweat and dirt from my day in the field. I'm just rinsing off soap from yesterday's shower and putting on new soap. That's my whole shower. But I got real quiet, you know, cause I didn't wanna, I tried to read the newspaper, but I'm just like, man, it's too, like I'm too far behind. Like, you know how many newspapers I'd have to read to catch up to this issue? Like, I don't know the characters. I don't know the plot. I'm just like, read, I'm just like, Putin, what? What is that, season two? Like, I don't have time. So I just got real quiet. Cause people, when you're quiet, people think you're smart. That's a trick, you know? I'd go to parties, people are talking politics and I'm just silent. They're like, oh, he's coming up with something. I'm like, no. I'm just counting my teeth with my tongue. That's it. People are like, how did he win? I'm like, why are my pockets full of crumbs? I'm not eating chips that much. But we got, I got protesting into my blood and that was good. I got kind of, when, when it died down, I was like upset because I was having fun. And then I was like, wait, why am, am I, I'm not supposed to have fun. Protest, that's supposed to be, you're supposed to be mad, right? And then I'm like, is this fun? Am I having fun? It was fucked up. It's this dichotomy of like, you're out there and you're like, I'm so mad at what's going on right now. But you're also a part of your brain. You're like, I'm in the middle of the street. You guys relate to that? Where you're like, I hate Donald Trump, but like, this is where the cars go. They're just letting us out here. <laughs> All right, thank you very much, guys. Have a good night. Ahmed Weinberg, everybody. Good British accent, Ahmed, uh, for a while. Um, I'm working on my British accent, too. I'm a Lutheran, and by that I mean I'm a fan of the BBC show Luther, starring Idris Elba. 
Alice, I'm trying to get my British accent on so I could, you know, make it in England so that way I could make it back in the United States. Um, everyone's so upset at facts tonight. Um, the next comedian coming to the stage, the last comedian of the evening, uh, has performed all over the world. He's performed in England, Belgium, Denmark, India, Australia. He's been on many shows on Comedy Central. He's been on Letterman. Uh, but on a personal note, this is a person I like to break bread with and dig into some real shit. We've had many conversations that were hilarious when we're not crying. A uh, round of applause, everybody, for Hari Kondobolu. <laughs> Hari Kondobolu, everybody. been your guest host. Um, I hope you had a good time. Uh, I can, if I can plug a few things of my own. Yes. <laughs> I will be at the National Giggle Championship. <laughs> um, thank you, one person who's as silly as I. Um, I'm on a show on Netflix called Grace and Frankie. Please watch the third season that is out right now. Some people have seen it. Uh, I'm also on a show on Netflix called Mystery Science Theater 3000. Please watch the new season. I am the new Tom Servo. And um, I'm happy that people are happy because I don't know if you guys know this about nerds, but they love change. Oh, replace people. <laughs> they will welcome it with open arms. In fact, make everyone a woman and they'll leave it alone. Um, I ain't paid no ghosts. Um, what else? I, I guess that's it. Come back to put your hands together. Thank you very much. Good night. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap. Your hands together. Put your hands together. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Fake nuts. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.